Hey y'all, it's season three of the Be Your Own Kind podcast and we thank you, humbly thank you for tuning in. Be Your Own Kind's mantra is there is never an inopportune time to be yourself. In other words, be you without apologies. In this season, I will be presenting nuggets and interviewing individuals that are creating their lane and rocking it. Be sure to check out the featured businesses in the description box and follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and pretty much every platform. Okay, now let's take flight. Oh my God. Hi, Devin. How are you? Hi, Mama. I'm so good. It is so great to connect with you again. I I love you. And I, I just told you this and I'll tell you till the end of time. Um, I plan to be rich and famous on my own like i mean chris evans will be a great accessory but i plan to be rich and famous on my own and you're gonna be right there beside me oh wow and none of this like oprah and gail shit no it's renita and devin like that's <laughs> they're done it's our turn that's how it's gonna be awesome awesome i look forward to it i mean oprah and gail are kind of like close they're- i don't care okay i don't care it's gonna be all about renita and devin <laughs> I'm for it. I'm for it. So you're going to school. You starting podcast. What are you going to school for, by the way? So I am going to be the first mixed race, black, Canadian, British Columbian cannabis consultant in my community. Nice. And what does that entail? So it's really super cool. I'm taking this course um, through this website called Mm healer.com. And I love them. I love the course. It's it's scientific ninth grade science me is laughing her ass off right now and she's like yeah we should have paid attention um but it's totally worth it and i'm learning all about the cannabis plant i'm learning how it helps i'm learning how to control dosing i'm learning how to control symptoms i'm learning um how to control what happens when you get too stoned which is possible i've been there for me, typically I end up sleeping. Other people have nightmares. They might have hallucinations. Um, so there are some things that happen when your body has too much cannabis in it that I'm learning about. And when I'm done and I have my certification, I'll be able to work with doctors and patients who want to use the cannabis plant for healing. So my focus is probably going to be more on mental health um, and the older community. And so when I can afford to, I'll be taking a mental health course as well because I want to have both sides. I want to be very well, well-rounded, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, um, yeah, my focus is going to be working on with, with older women specifically who want to learn how to make salves and who want to go to the dispensary, but are a little bit nervous of going on their own and what kind of strains or cultivars that they can use to, to help different kinds of pain and issues, that kind of stuff. What I don't understand is why it's such a negative, con- still today, a negative connotation around cannabis because it has so many healing qualities and for people to still look down on that, for that to still be considered or um, what it like listed in drug tests, like it's beyond me. Um, it's, it's really it's not. Me. And I'll tell you why it's not beyond you. Look at the mirror and the color of your skin. Right there. Marijuana and cannabis, jive, whatever you want to call it. Um, back in the day, it was something that Latinx and Mexicans and El Salvadorians and Black people used a lot. Because you know our people, they, they come from the ground, they lived on the ground, they, they farmed all of North America, half of China and Asia. 
Like they know the earth, right? And so they knew that this plant was something that was positive and healing and uplifting and helpful. And it was something that was ours. If you had colored skin, if you were indigenous, Mexican, Latinx, um, black, this was our plant, right? And it was something that jazz musicians and artists in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s, they would use prior to getting on stage. And this would encourage white kids to come and hang out with them at the clubs. But as soon as cannabis was made illegal, well, then they couldn't go to the clubs anymore because that's where all the cops were, right? And so it was really about segregation and keeping us apart from each other and separating the world. And the thing about cannabis is that it brings us together, right? If you've ever, you've been in the Bud Sisters meetings when we're all sitting there and we're smoking and we're having a good time and we're talking about what's going on in our lives and we are more connected with each other, even through Zoom, because of this plant right and honestly like my love for chris evans and the white boys aside all right the truth of the matter is is that supremacist people regardless of color are terrified when their victims unite with each other and cannabis unites us so what's more more terrifying than somebody who's stoned and unafraid to say what's on their mind and unafraid of what you're going to say back to them right Right. Right. Yeah. Good point. You know, I, um, my, uh, I don't think I, I think I told you, uh, that my cousin, uh, my 26 year old cousin passed away this year and, um, he had, oh, thank you. He had, um, what kind of lymphoma, I think. And he never knew he had it because he, he smoked like from like morning to night or whatever. And he never experienced the symptoms. So we honestly don't know how long he had it. He eventually died of a heart attack and they couldn't understand like, like how they couldn't bring him back. So that's how we felt. That's why we did an autopsy and found out that he had cancer. But I'm like, wow, he felt nothing because he, he was smoking all day. He was so happy. Right. Yeah. So he didn't really suffer or feel any symptoms. I mean, like in hindsight, we're like, we wish he would have felt something. But it's like on the other end, at least he didn't go out, you know, in, in pain. pain. You know, yeah. so yeah. There is some science that backs up the idea that cannabis as a plant has anti-cancer properties. That being said, before y'all come and sue me, okay? It cannot cure cancer. It will not stop cancer, but it does alleviate some of the symptoms of cancer, the nausea, the anxiety, the depression. It does help with some of those symptoms. Um, again, that being said, y'all should be getting checked. I smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. Believe me, I am in the doctor's office every six months. What's wrong with me? Check my blood, check my heart, check all the things and let me know. And they're like, no, you're fine. And I'm going, really? I have the world's worst diet. Like it's it's terrible, but I'm happy. And it's because of cannabis. Wow. And, and you know, I am, which is weird that I'm in the bus, bud sister uh, group because I do not smoke, but, um, I do know that it does, um, alleviate anxiety. So I have like, tried like the gummies or whatever to kind of like on those days where I'm just like, ah, and it has like such a calming effect. That's why I don't understand the legality of it, but you just explained it, you know, like, yeah. because there's so many people out here that's kind of like, just anxious or they 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 can't deal with life that's why america is, is so, so effed fast. up right now it's because everybody is angry y'all angry y'all need to yeah. sit down with your people get with your tribe and roll a fatty 
And I promise you, everything will start to make sense. I agree with that. But I know it, <laughs> it, I, I know when, when I, because I only can take half. Like, yeah. I can't do a whole. I can't because it's like what you said earlier. I will get, I will sleep for days. Days. No, okay. You won't sleep for days. I recommend. I suffered two twice. whole days. <laughs> two whole days. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna I was gonna say like roll a fatty and like take a couple puffs, but never mind. You do what you do, work work it the way that it works for you and enjoy it. That's all I gotta say. You know, so it's it's sporadically, but it's like a half. It's like I can't because it, it just takes it, I don't know, like anyway. <laughs> I I wanna see when we get together in person, you will smoke with me though. If you say so. At least once. And there's no pressure, you can say no, but there's like a little bit of pressure because you, you are, and, and I'll say this till the day that I die, naturally, without cannabis, without anything, you are upbeat, you are lovely, you are beautiful, you are happy, you are strong, you are powerful, and cannabis, for me at least, enhances all of that, and like, I just want to see Renita, like, when, when she lets loose and she's got no inhibitions and she's like, yes, Yes, darling, let's do this thing. And I just, I want to see what it looks like. Wow, I'm imagining what that looks like. No inhibitions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious for that as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say, and I when, I, when I first started smoking cannabis, I won't say that the sex got better because my partner was a terrible human being at the time. However... The self-pleasure became amazing. That became phenomenal. That is on point. Like that, I think it was Alicia Keys who said to Shamar Moore, don't worry about me, my situation is taken care of. My situation is taken care of. Like it's good. <laughs> well, you Y'all can't hear it right now, but she's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> So you started a, a, another podcast or is this the same podcast and you changed the name? So I loved Comfortably Uncomfortable Conversations. Super fun. Not at all. Um, I was freaking miserable, man. Like the, I started it in 2021 mm -hmm. because when the pandemic hit, I was like, I got this. I'm alone all the time anyway. This is not a problem. But then I couldn't go to the mall. I couldn't go to the bookstore. I couldn't go to my favorite fast food restaurants. And I couldn't see the people that I like bonded with over food and books and haircuts, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I was like, I don't got this anymore. Like I need to communicate with folks. But um, I, I ended up starting the podcast because I was like, I need something. I need to talk to people. I need to know that there are other people that are experiencing trauma and PTSD and mental health issues and that they're getting through them and that they're, they're gonna be okay. And I need to put this on the record because if I'm going, if I'm feeling this way as a natural extrovert, then there are other people who are feeling the same way. And so I started the podcast for that reason because it was like, I didn't just wanna hang out with my friends, although that's basically what I did. Um, I wanted other people to know, like, we are all struggling right now. Yes. And I was friggin' miserable. The conversations were beautiful and intricate and intimate, but they were so fucking depressing. 
like trauma and misery and dealing with mental health issues and stay lifted sis is the extension of that it's the like um you know when you see those self-help books in the the bookstore and you're like oh they look so put together how did they get that way yeah stay lifted sis is like chapter two of comfortably uncomfortable it's um i'm laughing in these podcast episodes and the people I'm interviewing are laughing and we're bonding and we're connecting and we have women that are in the cannabis industry we have men that are working with youth who have drug addiction issues we have men who had drug addiction issues who are clean and sober now and and working to get their lives back um we're actually going to do a podcast about it's about owning your own business but we have a woman who is a mover and we have a woman who owns a dog biscuit company. So there's a wide range of people, mostly women, because it is stay lifted this. But there's, you know, there's going to be some guys in there who, who have some experience and some life lessons to share. And um, I'm super stoked about it because most of us all smoke weed. So I like that. always. It's always fun when you're talking about random smoking weed. <laughs> I mean, it's always fun talking about random stuff anyway, because I'm very random. Um, that's why I uh, started, like, I just, I told you before I hit record that I kind of like the informal conversation, you know, instead yeah. of the, the the scripted questions, because I feel like that kind of cuts the flow of the conversation sometimes, because I'm trying to get it all in there and cutting people off when they're reaching points. I don't want to do that. Let's do that too. Talk you want to talk about. Huh? That's my worst quality. I do that too because I get so excited and I'm like, okay, but what about this? And then I'm like, oh man, like, calm down, relax, enjoy. right? Yeah, because the 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 interviewee, you know, it's it's their show. Like, so I feel like they should be able to like talk about what they want to talk about. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that. I love that. So you already have episodes for Stay Lift This Is. I have episodes. I was going to launch it in October and then oh, okay. a generous, lovely, kind woman paid so that I could take this cannabis course. And I was like, I got to like, I got to actually take care of myself. And as much as I want to do the website, Ladm Up Brown Girl, do the podcast, Stay Lifted Sis, do the cannabis course. Um, I'm trying to, to talk to some people in my community about doing an anti-gang program for girls to get girls and young women who are in gangs out of gangs safely and get them situated with jobs and and futures um it's a lot there's a lot on my plate and i took it i took it off the buffet and i was like i want all of this but by the same token i also struggle with feeling guilty because i'm like my house is a mess but i have all this work stuff to do but my house is a mess but i have all this work stuff to do and so I'm trying to like book time to clean my house and to like organize my stuff. And I've said this before, I am not Marie Kondo or whatever her name is, okay? If you come into my house, I do not have my shit all together, straight up. I am the before picture, okay? I am the (laughs) ugly before picture. I'm overweight, I smoke too much, I eat too much junk food, but, um. That's the reality. I think you're beautiful. I think you're absolutely you, beautiful. And you just put up your that wonderful hair that I was staring at. But yeah. <laughs> but the thing is though, that like that's the average woman, right? The average woman is not on a magazine looking great 24 hours a day. There yeah. will come a time where every photo you see of me, excuse my language, moms and dads, will be beautiful. 
Hair will be on point. Nails will be done. Makeup will be done. Shoes will be perfect. Outfit will be stunning, okay? There will come a time where I have like years of those photos. However, you're still gonna get the ugly out of me because I am not Beyonce. I am not Oprah. I'm not Michelle Obama. I'm not Michelle Williams. I'm Devin J. Hall and I'm a freaking mess. And that's the average woman who's 38 living at home with four cats and her mom. Like, there are women across America and North and, and Canada who are just like me. And those are the women that I'm trying to appeal to. Because as messy as I am right now, like you can see it on my face, I'm fucking happy. And that's I'm what happy. matters. Because you you just said names like Beyonce, Oprah, Gil. They're not, they have their struggles too. They're not as together yeah. as, as we think that they are. Everybody have their struggles. But I feel like people are, I'm looking for, I can't speak for everyone, but some people along with me are looking for rawness. And I feel like that's what attracts me to you because you're raw, you're Devin, you are who you are. And yeah. that's the, that's the authenticity. It's the authenticity for me, to be honest, Thank you know, you. because everybody's trying to put up a facade and be what they think people need them to be or, or these expectations that people are living up to that they honestly cannot live up to. I think that's part of depression too, like trying to live up to this, this imaginary, I don't know, something. You know, yeah. and and that is why I even started being your own kind because it's like just just be yourself, follow your own blueprint because it's just it's stressful trying to live up to other people's expectations. When I was thirteen, my grandfather, who was an abusive POS, um, asked me how I deal with with high school bullies, and I said I don't give a damn. That is an old ass English white guy who gave me the look and. I don't care what the color of your skin is. When I say the look, every black girl in the world knows what the look is. We all have gotten it in our lives. Whether it was from white family members or black moms and aunties, we have all gotten the look, okay? And I was not used to him. I was intimidated by him because we didn't know each other very well. So when I got that look, it was the last time I swore for years. And I lost that side of myself. I lost that side of myself that did not care what other people thought of me because I was constantly trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be. I was working at a church on one hand and then hanging out at a strip club with gangsters and bikers on Friday and Saturday nights because there was nothing else for me to do because I, I didn't have any friends. I was working 40, 50 hour weeks Jeez. and then it was like, let me go out and have a drink and the only bar in town is a strip club filled with bikers and gangsters. So I got involved in that life. And I was still trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be. And when I started Live My Brown Girl, I went, yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Like, this is who I am. This is the mess. This is the ugly. And one day it's gonna be pretty and beautiful and Jeremy Renner is gonna design my kitchen and it's gonna be perfect. And like the Avengers are gonna show up and we're gonna have a great big party. But until then, I'm a freaking mess. And you can love me or you can get out of my way. Right. And I have been like blessed is not even the word. My website is not making, you know, $2 million a year. I don't have 50,000 people coming to my website every day. And thank God I don't, because could you imagine like, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. I, oh, I, I lose words <laughs> at the thought of being like in my mess and famous at the same time. But like, 
there are people still coming to the site, right? They comment, they leave messages, they meet, they reach me out on Twitter, they find me on Instagram. My teeth are all messed up because I had years where I was afraid of a dentist because of um, sexual abuse. So, like, people are still showing me love. If y'all could like buy from the hoodie line on top of the love. Where's the website cool. where we can buy it though? Where, what's the website, Devin? It is loudmouthbrowngirl.com and you just hit shop and it'll take you right to the shop. And there's brand new Halloween designs. Mmm. Brand new. And there's another there's another set of Halloween designs coming next weekend. Okay. Okay. I'll yeah. visit that. I believe I've been on there before, but you switched from Teespring to I went back to Tough Teespring. Right. Did you? Because oh, okay. I was all like, let me fight the power. And then I was like, <laughs> but the power pays my bills right now. One day I will have a freestanding shop. But in the meantime, I got to suck it up and sell stuff right next to the the people I don't necessarily agree with. Yeah, fair enough. You, I love you do what you got to do to survive until you can thrive, right? Yeah, you know, and Teespring is not that bad. Um, it's just the well, it's just the percentage that they take. The you percentage know, sucks. Huh? So if yeah, everybody were to go on to Teespring and buy like three hoodies and hand them out, two cool things would happen. I would make some actual decent money, but then two of your friends would get a free loudmouth brown girl hoodie, and more people would be wearing my designs, and that would be super cool. And then I could like make enough money to design the stuff that I want to design which is sexy lingerie for girls who look like you and me. I love See, it. there's a plan. There's I see. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, there's a method to the madness. You're a, a brand, bit. Devin. You like, I'm a brand. You are you yeah. a brand. <laughs> I, and you know, the best part is I started this because the cop that arrested me called me a loudmouth brown bitch. And that was the second time in my life somebody had said that to me exactly that way. And I was like, okay, all right. For all of you white supremacists, not only am I going to do this, but I'm going to do it in a huge way. Like one day, I promise you, I promise you, Beyonce will be singing as all of my models walk down the Victoria's Secret stage wearing my hoodies and my pretty panties. Nice. You don't want Rihanna, though? Not to mess up. Oh, oh, no. We're gonna have we're gonna have them all. We're gonna okay. have Dexy Chow. We're gonna have Rihanna. I love Beyonce, we're gonna have all Cardi B. We're gonna have all of them. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a show. You like Megan Thee Stallion? It's gonna be a show. <laughs> I don't know her music. Okay, I'd like. I am thirty eight years old. Okay, I have oh, been to a Okay, but here's the thing. It's been a rough 38 years. So my brain, when it comes to music, I am stuck in the 90s. We got the best shit in the 90s. That is the best music. There is some okay stuff now. There was some really great stuff before, right? We're talking Motown, talking even Elvis. Like There was some good stuff before. But the stuff that comes out today is, and, and, and what I'm about to say, anybody who's over the age of 60, is going to be sitting there going, finally. (laughs) The crap that kids listen to today, like, I just can't. I can't, man. What's that one artist? He's young, he's gay, he's amazing. Um, Oh, Little Nas Nas X? X? Yeah. Okay. 
I don't know where the hell he came from, but he is special. Like, in a good way. Like, in the best way. Because You are the is, only one I know that have said that. Because he is such I a troll. I love him. He is such a troll to me, Devin. Such a troll. <laughs> like, if he would just make it about his music, fantastic. But he does all this extra stuff. The whole pregnancy ordeal, that did not sit well with me. Wait, like, what? What pregnant thing? He was on People Magazine, I want to say like a week or so ago. Um, he was pregnant. And, and it was like a metaphor for when his his album was coming out, but he was fledged pregnant, like a full baby bump and everything. Like the trolling for me, it's, it's the trolling for me with him, you know, and he's talented and I feel like he is a great person, but these extra tactics, it be too much for me. No, okay, you know why I love it? Because I am the loudmouth brown girl and he is the kiss on my soul. I, when he came out as gay, I cried. I cried and I cried for a lot of reasons. I cried because he's gay, he's black, yeah. he was born in the hood, he's making country music and he's making rap music, all right? That would have never happened in the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, the 30s. Right, but he's he breaking is. barriers, so why do he you only, you're already breaking, breaking barriers. barriers. He is setting that shit on fire. He is telling the world, this is who I am. You don't have to like it, but you damn well have to see it. And as somebody who's been traumatized to the degree that I've been, mm -hmm. I'm all about it. I am all about it. Because somewhere out there, whether you like it or not, right? Somewhere out there, there is a little black boy in a small town going, why does nobody notice me? Why do they not see me? Why do they not hear me? Why do they not understand me? And then they see him and they go, I'm going to live just so I can see him in concert. I have nothing against the self-expression. I'm loving that he is who he is and and I'm loving that. It was, I think when he did the pregnancy thing, I think it triggered me. It was a personal thing with me. Like, it's so many women you're out a woman there. And that's like, try to have kids and you, you, you just put a baby bump on them like, yeah, I'm just gonna give birth to my album. Like, come on, Look, man. Like, I think that's no weirder, that was it for me. It's no weirder than Dennis Rodman marrying his own damn self. That was weird too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, every generation of black people births that one person that is special. This time around, we in the '90s we had Dennis Rodman. In the 2000s, we we have Little Nas X. And you like I said, I Cardi love expression. Cardi B, <laughs> Cardi B, um, Lizzo, Megan Thee Stallion—they all do weird shit. Compared Cardi to Little Nas X, no. <laughs> what has Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, and I forget the Lizzo done that is at the, the heights of Little Nas X? <laughs> I'm reaching for the stars here, My literally. thing is, if you feel that comfortable within yourself, and I understand self-expression, you know, I know, um, I know as being in a community that being black and gay is very hard, just outside looking in, it's very hard. You know, you get discriminated against, you know, people treat you a certain way and talk down on you. I get that. And I understand, and I love his, you know, his courage to come out and say, hey, this is who I am. I love that part. It's the trolling. <laughs> It's, it's, it's flat out just the okay. trolling for me. But you know what? Yes. While you're sitting there worried about the fact that he's trolling y'all, you know what he's doing? He's not even bothering to count the money that he's already made on this new album. He's worried about what am I going to do next? 
next. Okay, and so you got to think about now that he has put himself in the position of I am that guy. I'm that guy that's going to push the limits and burn down the barriers. Think about the mental health issues of what he's doing too, right? He gets a lot of hate. He gets a lot of hate. He does, he and does. while I understand what you're saying, I just can't be one of those people that's like, eh, that's too far for me. Not when it comes to him. Because I know that the effect that he's going to have on our generation's kids is going to be massive. There are now kids that are like, wait a minute, I can look like the devil and make a bunch of money and be successful and then go do charity work and then like inspire other kids. It's okay now. There are kids out there going, I can be gay and black. I can be gay and black. In the 90s, that was not a thing. And in fact, many of my favorite rappers made songs about how being gay and black was not okay. DMX for one. And I yeah. wept. I wept like a baby when he died. But he still made a song about how it wasn't okay to be black. Yeah, it's, it's rough. And I, like I said, I resonate with that. But you mentioned yeah. the same thing, which I wasn't even going to go there with that one. Because I actually wrote about that one. Um, you know, it, it's like, yes, that's the other thing. You are impressionable to, to children, too. So you need to be responsible with your platform as well. You know, okay. and, and, and I understand his message, but I feel like some of that stuff goes too far and I know that it's so judgmental on the platform that's called Be Your Own Kind. Well, I, I, I don't mean, know though, because is it judgmental or is it like I understand what you're saying. Like there is there is a metaphor for birthing an album, creating something. Yeah. Bringing something into life, right? I get that. But to a certain extent, just to play devil's advocate, not that I'm 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 maybe I am, maybe I'm not. There is sometimes um, something to be said for how the message is delivered. Thank you. I get that. Thank you. And I, I still think it's hilarious because I don't want kids. So I'm like, You're like it doesn't you. bother me. You do you. <laughs> for all the women that want kids on the, out there, I get it. I understand. But I mean, after I, I read the People you. article, I was like, the People magazine article, I was like, okay, that makes sense. He's birthing his album. But I'm like, who's going to take the time out to read this article, though? Like, I only understood it later after I read the article. And I'm like, but just out, like, just looking at the picture itself, separate from like his explanation, it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> Look, I I was done when Dennis Rodman married himself. I was like, all right, that's how celebrities are gonna be. Go back to Dennis Rodman. All right. <laughs> At that point, like that, pretty much, I was, because I, I remember I grew up next to an army base, and like my dream was to get married to a soldier, have babies, support him while he was off fighting wars and being a warrior, because that's Catholic school, man. You were supposed to get married and have babies, and I lived in Calgary, so I assumed I would marry a soldier. And then in the 90s, there was like a whole stream up, and I think it was like Fort Worth in the States, of soldiers that were killing their wives. They came home with PTSD and they would like murder their wives and kids. And I was like, I'm not getting married. I'm done. It traumatized me. And then Dennis Rodman married himself. And I went, ooh, oh, that's an idea. And that stuck in my head with me, right? And a lot of people were pissed about that. They were like, oh, it goes against the sanctity of marriage and blah, 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 blah. And I thought, but it also says a lot about being happy on your own. Right. And not caring about what other people think of who you are married to or who your relationship is with. Right. And so 
we might not like the way the message is delivered, but sometimes that's the way the message needs to be delivered to get the point across. Would you have opened up that article and read it honestly if he hadn't been pregnant on the on the cover? No. There you go. But you read it. You got his point. You got his message. I did. I did. You make you make great points. You do. I feel like last time I was defending Kanye West. <laughs> Now you're defending little. That guy. man ain't got no defense. <laughs> oh, but I, I, I went for it. I went for it. None. Okay, <laughs> just like put him back in the box, put him back where he came from, uh, and be done with it. You know, I'm just gonna let you have that this time around. <laughs> but I love you. Kanye. Saw the post where he said he was running in 2024, didn't you? You know, if he, I mean, if he wants to try to be a president, nope, why nope, would he stop nope, Trump nope, was president? Nope, I mean, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> Look, every generation gets one clown in the White House. We had Donald Trump. We're done. We are done for like a hundred years. Till long after I'm gone, there will be no more clowns in the White House. I will. I'm not even American, and I will fight. <laughs> Till the day that I die, this is the hill I will die on. American politics affect Canadian politics. When America goes crazy, Canadians are like, oh, hey, we can do that too, eh? No. <laughs> no, we cannot. And how bad of a president you have to be that the entire world celebrated you being out of office? Like, when Biden was elected, oh, the see, entire world oh, said. The world, everybody. Paris, Italy, France, Mexico, yes. Chile, Cuba. Yes, everybody. Cuba. And they hate America. But everybody. Palestine, Israel, us. Afghanistan. Everybody was celebrating. And yeah. you want to put Kanye in office? No. Nope. I did. I got messages from. I got messages from someone. I think. I think she was in Africa. Like, oh my God, I know you feel better. And I'm just like, wow, the effects. <laughs> like they got their own thing going on. Somalia, fucking like, Congo. They were dancing in the Congo. I can tell you that right now. They were bonfires and hi yeah yeah. The indigenous of the Congo were celebrating the end of the reign of terror that was Donald Trump. And now you don't want to tell me you want to support Kanye fucking West? Musically, I, I, I support him musically. I myself no. feels like he's no. a musical genius. No. Politics, okay. He you give that black man one inch and he will take a hundred miles. And I'll tell you why. I love Kanye West as a human. He is one of God's creations. He exists. And because he exists, I realize I'm not as crazy as the world thinks that I am. He has severe mental health issues. And I am the queen of yelling about mental health issues, okay? Because I know how bad it can get. I have been on the spectrum. I have seen how bad it can get, so I get it. But when we enable people who have mental health issues like he does, and I don't want to diagnose him, well, he's there, are clear, there are clear, clear signs of depression, bipolar disorder, anxiety, PTSD. He has not had an easy life. I know people think he's rich, he's famous, he's got it all. He has struggled. He has struggled because he's a black man in America, right? And I get that, and I support him. You wanna make music, you wanna inspire the youth, you wanna run for mayor, 
I'm okay with that. You want to run a freaking country? No. I would love to be mayor of Surrey, British Columbia, but no way, no how, no hell am I going to be prime minister of this country. I know that because I know what I am capable of. Right. No, you're And I know I dealing with world wars and leaders and Israel trying to destroy Palestinians and what's happening in Africa right now and what's happening in Afghanistan right now. I could, are you kidding me? I can't even keep my house clean. And you want me to run for office? If you are a ball of chaos, right? You need to sort that out. I agree. You need to work on yourself. And I think Kanye is so focused on, let me have that limelight. Let me be famous. Let me be celebrated. Let me be loved. He's so constantly looking for external validation. The man calls himself God. Not anymore. (laughs) Okay. Okay. He is now, he's shifted into like Christian rap. He doesn't curse anymore. God is delivering him, hopefully from himself and his ego. But you also right. this is all mixed up with his bipolar disorder. He no, bipolar. no, he is the world's greatest car salesman. He's full of crap is what he is. So you, this you, is the you thing don't that think he's sincere in anything that he does. He's not sincere. No, this is the thing people don't talk about with when it comes to mental health issues. And I will admit this about myself, okay? And there are going to be people out there, that's not cool, you shouldn't say that. People who have mental health issues need support. Yes, we need support. But we also need to get called on our shit. He lies, he manipulates, he uses, he controls. And those are the four things that people with mental health issues do all the time. When we are depressed, we lash out. When we are angry, we lash out. When we want something that we can't have, we manipulate our way into getting it. And it's not pretty, it's not fun, it's downright ugly, but people with mental health issues can be some of the worst people to live with. And I know this, cause I suck to live with. I am a freaking nightmare some days. I'm up, I'm down, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm excited, I'm overworked, I'm underworked. And I have to work really super hard to catch myself. A couple weeks ago, I yelled at my mom for no reason. She was just there. And I literally, like, as soon as the words were out of my mouth, I was like, whoa, I don't know where that came from. I'm really sorry. And it was the first time that I had caught myself ever in my life. And I was like, whoa, that was not, that was not about you. Right. And Kanye doesn't do that. I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Swift. But what did he do when Taylor Swift won her award? That was he very went out of his way to, de- to destroy her moment. And it wasn't, I, who was he? Uh, I think it was for Beyonce. It wasn't yeah. because he was trying to impress Beyonce. It wasn't because he was trying to defend her honor. It's because he wanted attention. And he was drunk. And he was drunk. And that's what people- And his mom had just did. passed away too, I think around that time. And so? I get what you're saying. It's no excuse, but I'm just saying those were the... the yeah. yeah. There were triggers. Yeah, there was, he was already... There were triggers. Anyway. Yeah. Right? And and so we who have mental health issues, we need a strong support system. We need people that are going to be there to hug us and, and cuddle us and love us. But we also need people to be like, yo, what the hell are you doing? But how do we know he don't have people like that? He's just not listening to them. You know, and, and, and I know that it, it's weird that I'm taking up for him, but I... 
I resonate with him because he's a person that always felt different, right? Yeah. So he found his niche and now he's 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 different, but people are accepting that difference, you know? And then the one person that he that likes that was always his fan passes away. Now he's just like naked all the time. Like he's dressed up in the front, but naked in the back. And so he yeah. does all of this to mask his pain, but I feel like his heart does want to inspire and he, you know his heart desire is to inspire but he goes about it in very no. flamboyant way no. that's no. how i interpret him nope and i get what you're saying you're making your your point is um is opening up some things for me because i'm like i never thought of that half of it as well but yeah. the person who used to set him straight died so it's like and it, i get it, that no one I, there I, I get that if my mom were to die i would be devastated i would be heartbroken i would be shattered and they're probably like i i think about that a lot like my mom has saved my life and um honestly i i would not be alive without her straight up but i hope that there is a part of me that like will have by the time that comes knock on wood that it ain't for a hundred million years um that I will have surrounded myself with people that I trust right. and that I respect who who are more focused on like, dude, is this really a good idea? Or um, maybe should we should pull it back a little bit, right? Instead of people that are just cashing in. We talk about R. Kelly, right? R. Kelly, terrible, horrible, awful human being. But how many people let him get away with crap for years? So many. Because he was, they were getting paid. But oh, he has mental health issues, mother. He's a rapist. Now Kanye and and R. Kelly are not the same. Two totally different situations. But both men, black men in America, black men who have had struggles, black men who have felt alone and isolated, black men who have lashed out and hurt others. Right. Right. Both men have people in their pockets like, oh yeah, 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 Kanye, go out there and do that. That'll make us money. And that is their focus. What Kanye needs is to sit down and have a come to Jesus moment. He needs to sit down and realize, no, my mom's not here, but the lessons that she taught me are still here. Her legacy is still here. Right. And he needs to honor that. And I feel like when you've had the kind of experiences that I know for a fact he has had, and you take those experiences and then you charge something like $250,000 for people to come see you stand in a circle for an hour and sing. That's not about God. That's not God. I didn't watch those shows. I just know he set himself on fire. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I, I don't, I, I, I did think like, as far as a marketing strategy, I'm like, you had three listening parties and the album didn't come out until like, I think after the third one, like a week or so after that. You know, and I'm like, people kept going to these things anyway. So clearly he has a following, but... You know why he has a following? Because everybody likes to see rich people crash and burn. Well, he literally burned on the <laughs> I mean, like, that's what they're waiting for. I'm not going to lie. People are cruel. And when we see somebody that we don't... I personally would not pay to go watch him set himself on fire. Okay? But if you are the kind of person who's going to go and pay to watch Kanye West show him, set himself on fire, you were not doing it because you were supporting him. You were doing it so you can say, I was there. I get it. And and my heart just goes out to him. I, I understand what you're saying. My heart's going out to him because I feel like he's just alone. 
and he's just trying to find something you know to fill whatever void there is and i like i said i resonate with that and i my i just have a soft spot for that guy and believe me i have had which is ridiculous i have had about three or four podcast shows taken up for him like when i interviewed my best friend we legit were going back and forth about kaya what's that yeah. i was like well, what all is this? Say, all i'm gonna say is women like you who fight that hard for men like him are the reason that there are women in the world who have five kids and no baby daddy Oh, harsh, Devin. It felt like I'm in love with him. True. How many women are out there like, oh, I can change him. Oh, I can can love him. him. I can love him until he's happy. No, you cannot. He has to fix it on his own. He does. He has to decide if he wants to be happy. But I feel like... He, like you said, he needs people that genuinely care for him. No, he does not personally know me, but there are just certain people out here in the world that that I, my, my, I mean, I, my heart, my heart is out to you. Like I love you. I want you to to win. You know, even with we all have struggles. I struggle with depression, so I totally understand what. Okay, but here's the difference. Kanye West will never admit when he is wrong. He'll never be like, oh, that was. You talk about um, Lil Nas X doing the trolling thing, right? He'll tell you, yeah, you know what? That was probably not the best, but I don't care. I enjoyed it. That is Kanye true. West will never, ever show accountability. He will never turn around and go, oh, well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Well, now and I then like when I'm he protecting does, a narcissist. When he does, when he does, then he turns around and he retracts the retraction of what he retracted every time. He'll post something on Twitter and be like, oh, that was too much. And then he'll pull it back and I'm like, Pick a lane. Are you a good guy? Are you a bad guy? Or are you in between? Who are you? I want to know who he is. I don't, I don't think he lights. knows who he is. I don't is. want to setting him on fire. I want to know who is Kanye West. He don't know who Kanye West is. And there's so many people exactly. out there that don't know who they are because they're afraid to learn who they are. Because when you really sit down and really try to learn who you are, you are you are 100% not who you thought you were. Exactly. And that's a scary thought. And I feel like that's what I learned through the pandemic. I was not 100% who I thought I was. I was not made out of what I thought I was made of. And in 2020, I I, I humbled myself and really saw like, hey, you you got a long way to go, chick. You know what I'm saying? See, like, and that's interesting because yeah. I learned the opposite. I was like, yeah, you got a long way to go, but your ass is going to get there. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Because like, I'm everything that I thought I could be. Yeah, but it wasn't depressing for me to know I had a long way to go. It was, I've been off track for so long. It was good to be on. At least I'm going in the right direction now. At least I know my direction is intentional now. And I was just going all over the place. And now I have intentions. So, you know. And that's Kanye's thing is that he's going all over the place. And he's not looking at anybody going. Like, even Kim Kardashian. Not my favorite person in the world, but I will say she's done some pretty cool stuff in the last couple of years. Yeah. I don't care what you say about communities did what... Kim did some stuff. She did some work, okay? Yeah. And I think that's cool. He's not even listening to her. And she's the mother of his kids. And I do feel she loves him for real. I think that... I mean, I, I feel like you... Even if... There are rumors out there. Even if the only reason she hooked up with him is because he's Kanye West and she wanted to like enhance her own brand or whatever. How can you tell me that she had what three kids with him and she doesn't love him? Bullshit. Four, but yeah. She had four kids? Yeah, they have four. Why? Two of them was there against two of them she carried. Why? That's what they wanted to do. 
<laughs> Clearly, she's part of the enablement. <laughs> no, I, I, look, I think that Kim is amazing. I think that um, whatever you want to say about her, like, I don't watch her show. I don't buy her brands. It's, I, I'm not about it. But I will say, like, good for her. Good for her. She started out as like a, a what a twelve year old reality star, and she's built a billion dollar brand. I'm not gonna hate her for that. She's got four, she has four kids. I have four cats. Okay, and we're like the same age. Good for Kim Kardashian West. Like congratulations, sis. I am happy for you. You're amazing. I can't wait to meet you at the top one day. Right? Like I got no hate for her whatsoever because honestly. Is that not the dream? To be able to like have your money making money for you so you can do what you want? Yes. If you're really honest, that's what you that's what we all want, right? Yeah, we want to be able to go to private islands and fly in private planes and yes, Miss Renita, yes, Miss Devin, and whatever you want. Like here's a mimosa at nine o'clock in the morning while you're you're recovering from your three o'clock in the morning tequila shots or whatever. But like even him, even her, she's not listening to. He's not listening to. And that's the part. It's like, if you're going to have a family with somebody, if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, I want somebody to be like, Devin, I love you. And I'm telling you, I need to lock you in your room and chill you out before you do something stupid. And look, on my Instagram, I'm silly. I'm stupid. I'm weird. I'm all of the things. But I know when to rein it in. And I feel like he doesn't know when to rein it in. That's true. That's true. And that's the part where I'm like, I'm not impressed. I get you're trying to get me impressed with, with who you think you are. But I would rather have, like, if I was going to have a big party, right? Obviously, you would be there. Um, we'd be in a we'd be in a cabin on the water. Your husband would be there. There'd be a bucket of beers. Maybe Kim Kardashian West. Maybe even Kanye West sitting there chilling out. No cameras. No fans. Who are you for real? That's what I want to know. When he shows me that, I'll back him 100%. And I think you would only get it in that setting because the yeah. arrogance is a defense mechanism. So in yeah. the public eye, we're always going to get this this arrogant guy, you know? Yeah. But it's like, you don't have to be like that, though. But if you you've been doing that your whole life, he's been like that his whole life. I've known people that went, you know, he's from my city. You know, so yeah. I'm, I know people that went to his school or whatever. And they said he's always been arrogant. Like he's always had. had Is it arrogance though if it's overcompensation? It is overcompensation dressed as arrogance. I'll I'll title it like that. I don't know. I just I I just I think that there is more to him. Yeah, definitely is. And I think that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that there's more. There, like I said, there are just some people that I know that is more in there, and I know that it's it's gold in there, you know. And it's just, I don't know. It, it's just something about that dude, and I know he is so problematic. I don't know. I don't you know, know. It, it's like when he put the Grammy in the toilet, and then won a Grammy that same year. <laughs> that fucking part. That shit. When it comes to mental health, and we got people put. If you didn't want the goddamn thing, then why did you work so hard? Why all the late nights? Why all the missed dinners with your wife? 
why all of the the missed opportunities where you could have been doing things that you really wanted to do if you didn't want that award there are little boys and little girls out there in this world little trans kids little everybody kids okay going i'm gonna be on that stage winning a granny and out of like the billions of kids that want that grammy maybe three will get it in our lifetime right yeah so for you to do that for you to to piss on something that look yes it has grammys have a problematic history all the award shows do the entire world does get over it they also have a legacy hard work dedication passion inspiration joy sadness pain those awards represent the culmination of your lifetime that everything you did, every tear you shed, every time you fell down, every time you got embarrassed, every time you got hurt, it all mattered. And it mattered because, hey, all these people that heard your music, saw your movie, read your, your book, they came together and said, you are the one. Okay, well, Kanye, you were the one. You were the one. And you spit on, what, 50 years of legacy before you? Because you're too good? Nah. Nobody is that good. Nobody is so good that you can piss on an award like a Grammy, literally, and walk away making people think that you actually care about the music that you're producing. Because really what you're saying is if the Grammys don't matter to me as an artist, that's fine. That's cool. Don't go. Tell them to give the award to somebody else. Who was it uh, The weekend did that last year? Yeah, well, the point, the weird thing about that is Kanye, like, the, the Grammys were everything when his career first started. That's why I yeah. thought that was weird. Like, the Grammys were everything to him. And um, I, I saw a couple of videos about when his mom passed away. He just kind of felt like if he had never became famous, maybe she would still be alive because his mom got caught up in that whole California life. He said he wished he had moved to New York instead of California. You know, because, you know, he's just, he's kind of like bargaining on, like, if I would have, you know, that's which is a grief process, by the way. Like, if I would have did this or would have done that, maybe my mom wouldn't have passed away. In reality, I mean, if that was her time, that was her time. We don't know, you know, if you were not famous, if she still wouldn't have died that same day. You know what I'm saying? But I think... Hey, let me ask you this. But I think you feels like the cost of fame cost him his mother. And well, then, if you had a friend... If I was your, like... Well, I am your friend, but... <laughs> if I oh was your like, super famous <laughs> friend that you saw all the time who did nothing but act out and behave in a way that was disingenuous and disrespectful to all the people that came to, would you really want to spend time with me? No. I love you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like if I was at that bonfire party and Kanye West walked up, I literally, I'd probably get up and be like, no, nah, I can't do this. Much respect. Nice to meet you. Peace out. He is... I... Look. I get it. Celebrities are human beings. Okay? I know this. They have feelings. They have emotions. They have journeys. They have experiences. But one of the reasons that I love TMZ is because celebrities do stupid shit. And I can be like, haha. And I can feel a little bit better about my own life. And I can disengage from all of the drama that is life on this earth. It is exhausting being human. Man. I'm so tired. I just want my TMZ to go back to stupid celebrities doing stupid shit. All right? The thing is, 
If I am exhausted by your antics and all I am doing is watching them on the television, how the hell is your family surviving your antics? That's why she wanted a divorce. <laughs> like in 15 years, those kids are gonna be like, yeah, my dad's Kanye West. It's not the flex that they're gonna think it is. It's not. And it's not because um, I think that he's a bad person or that I think that he's too damaged or any of that. Is because if you are famous, like you said earlier, your brand reflects who you are as a person. Exactly. If I can't fathom the idea of sitting down and having a beer with you because watching you on TV is too damn exhausting for me. Well, like, what does that do to your kids? Right? And unfortunately, when you're famous and you have kids, we have to be cognizant. Like, how are our kids being represented? How are people, like, how are people responding to our children? Because you know, you know that in 10 years, 12 years, someone's going to say something. And then it's going to be all over TMZ. Kanye West's daughter got into a fight because this kid said something about her daddy or, you know, like, whatever. And it, it, and that's the part where I'm like, oh, are you doing the best by your family? Because they didn't ask to be famous people. They were born into fame. That's true. Right. And I know that my kids, I mean, even if I'm not super, super famous, I'm on the Internet now. Like, I can't take back the, the last 15 years of my Internet personality and life. And there's stuff on there that I'm not overly thrilled with that I can't find that somebody out there will find. So, like, I'm aware that when I have kids, somebody's going to be like, yeah, your mom's a loudmouth brown girl. But hey, your mom also did this, this and this. Are you aware? Are you proud? Right? And so it's a big responsibility being famous. And if you're not prepared to deal with it mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, step off. It's okay. And some some have. I mean, Lauren Hill stepped back and that's only what I can mm-hmm. think of at this moment, you know, but and she But still she still legend. steps in. She still steps in. She's still in show her there. Yeah. But you don't hear nothing about her personal life. Unless Chris Evans, you don't hear something. anything about his life. Yeah. Jeremy Renner, Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson. Well, no, never mind. <laughs> that, that's a whole other cat of worms. Um, but like, there are a bunch of celebrities out there. Even Lizzo. You might like. I heard about. Um, I think it was you that sent me the Lizzo and Chris Evans thing. I'm not even getting into that. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. But I apologize, Evan. <laughs> there. One day I will tell you this story, probably at my wedding, but there's a story. But like, you don't hear anything about her personal life. If she comes out and says, hey y'all, I'm having a bad day, I'm I'm dealing with some depression, I'm dealing with PTSD, that's all you hear. And I respect that because honestly, I'm looking for people that can tell me I can be rich and famous and successful and powerful and blah, 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 blah. And I can deal with the drama of mental health, but like, I can have a positive, happy, upbeat life. Kanye West does not look happy. He looks miserable. He is an angry guy. And I feel like we keep rewarding his bad behavior. He does something horrible, then he drops an album, and then we all go buy the album. Why? The last good album he had was Diamonds from Sara Lee Leone or whatever it was called. I think that was a uh, uh, diamonds for Baghdad. Diamond, it's just called diamonds. I think diamonds are forever. 
Whatever. That was the last good song that he had. And you know what? I've never bought one of his albums, but I've heard all of his music. And not by choice. Well, Devin. He needs a vacation. And a priest. You will not keep adding staff <laughs> and an exorcism. And a therapist. <laughs> and an exorcism. And a hug. <laughs> he needs a hugger, a professional hugger. Look, there are not enough hugs in the world. I wish Kanye the best. I hope he finds his happy, but this ain't it. I agree. And, and you know, that's what I love about you, Devin, because you're all about self-care for real. Like yeah. um, the book that I keep talking to, talking to you about that's halfway done. It's about that. Like it's beyond the manicures and pedicures. It's, it's your soul. It's, the, yeah. it's, it's your soul. It's your heart. So on the outside, you can look like you got it all together. But on the, some people have that gift to see right through you. Yeah, and I feel like you have that. Look, gift, right? I've seen right girls with, I've seen girls with nails done, hair done, Prada shoes, looking fine, and then they get up on stage and they strip down naked and they're trying to get the attention of a guy who's literally sitting with his wife. I didn't get up on stage, but I've been the girl trying to get the attention of a guy with another guy with another girl. Um, just because you look the part doesn't mean you have it, right? It doesn't mean that you're you're happy on the inside. And I want Kanye to be happy on the inside. When he's happy on the inside, I will be cheering him on 100%. And Honestly. I wish I wish that for him too. I do. Yeah. I wish that for everybody. That's the whole point of the platform. Like I just want you to find happiness, but I want you to be the source of it and everyone else adds to it. That's mine. Listen story. here, I'm gonna tell you this. When God was sending down angels, I swear to God, he waited to send you oh. until it was like the perfect time for us to meet. Don't I believe that. <laughs> I love you so much. I am, I am obsessed with you. Like wherever I go, whatever I do, you're coming with me. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to your podcast. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Let people know where they can find you again, Devin. Um. Oh my God. I am. Just go to ladmouthbrowngirl.com and find me there because there's two. They're all different because I'm dumb, and I didn't I didn't reserve them. I when I started Loudmouth, I was in the middle of a mental health. I was I was the Kanye West of Surrey, BC when I started LoudmouthBrownGirl.com. Straight up, I was a mess. So everything is on there: the shop, the the book, um, everything, and the you podcast just, updates will be up there. And you just don't know how much you brighten my day. Like sometimes you need to oh. hear from other people that you are making some type of an impact because sometimes I wonder. And when you do send me those, now I am getting teary-eyed, when you do send me those messages, they're right on time. This has been a very rough, rough year for me. Um, And I, I just thank, thank God that he sent me someone, someone I've never even met that makes, that just makes me feel like I'm making an impact, that I'm making a difference, that I am special. And we need people like that. That's why I said it's about the heart and we do have our struggles, but sometimes it just takes one person, one person. Y'all see how good I am? I made her cry. 
It just and 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 I think, I love think you. That's, that's why I fight for underdogs because sometimes it just somebody could just just one person. Oh, honey, Kanye West oh, is my. not an underdog. Oh my God, I understand. I, okay, let's take Kanye out of the situation, but people that are counted against, like people that yeah. have been counted out. You know what I'm saying? And I always felt like one of those people too. And sometimes it just takes one person to believe in you enough until you believe in yourself. You Listen know, here. And, and I think I had a vision. I had a vision that at my wedding, I was going to be wearing Vera Wang. And I saw you on your Instagram a couple of days ago and you were like, screw this, I'm losing weight. And all I could think was, why? Like, I'm not healthy. <laughs> okay. okay, that's a good reason. <laughs> but I'm telling you, if that is your goal, right? If your goal is to lose weight and get healthy, I know that you are going to do that because I, there are these people in this world, like you said earlier, you just, you see the light in them and you know that they are champions. Baby, you are a champion. And I love you so much. I think you are a warrior. You are so strong. You are so powerful. And I love, like, we are never going to agree on Kanye West. That is never going to happen. No. Ever. <laughs> but, but, I love how much you fight for him. Because you fight for him. And he needs that. Right? People like him who are out there, who are causing trouble, who are, who are hurting others, who are doing all of the things. They need somebody to fight for them, and and that's what you do. And I think that's what makes you so amazing. Because whenever you post something, I'm like, okay, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Typically, I'm following that up with I don't want to, because I don't give a fuck about losing weight. But, but you inspire me too. I just want you to know that. Thank you, Devin. Thank you. Mwah. Thank you. And you got to come back. Okay, number one, we still we can talk when it's not a podcast. Number two. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I need to start going we back share to so much too. joy that it's like, we got to get this on the record and let people know that there are black women out there who are two different colors, who support each other, who are not jealous of each other, who do not tear each other down, who love each other. Like we need, and that's why I love doing this podcast with you because that's what we do. That's how you and I are is we support each other and we love each other and we respect each other and we lift each other up and I want other black girls especially younger girls to hear that and to see that and to witness that because like let's be honest there's a lot of colorism hate out there right and yeah. and for us for you and I to be like no we're two different colors but we're still sisters that matters to me I can dig that I can dig that me and my sister were just talking about color because my cousin, me and my sister are two different colors and so you know she was talking about the woes of I guess dark skin I was talking about the woes of the lighter skin and I'm just like I just feel like society just find ways for division unnecessary yeah. division now we got the vaccinated against the, the unvaccinated like it's always some type of divisive thing you know are you, where considered, are you considered light skin in your family um yeah, in the winter time. That's so funny. My mother, my you. mother is legit your shade. Yeah. Yeah. So to, compared to her, I'm dark skin, but for everybody else, I'm lighter skin. That's the part. That's the part right there. I'm the only compared one. to her, yeah. you're dark skin. Yeah. But compared to somebody else, you're light skin. But to everybody and else, I'm light get, skin. You gotta get yeah. over that. So it's her, yeah. then it's me, and then you know everybody else is kind of like the same shades of brown. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta get over that. Yeah. 
All this colorism crap comes from slavery. We need to put it back in the box and send it off with Kanye. It's done. It's over. We're not doing it no more. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Hey, I have a question. I might get this on the record because if you say no, then it's fine. But if you say yes and it's on the record, then you have to do it. I want to do a, ca- a calendar for Ladmouth Brown Girl with women all in, in bathing suits, different sizes, different colors, even white girls. Would you do it? Heck yeah. Yes. Yes. Come on, all right. Papa. It's on. <laughs> it's on. Okay. I'm going to collect pictures from women from all over the world and we're gonna do this nice my cousin is making me an, uh, a swimsuit so when she gets it finished and i'll take that picture and, and send you one that i don't post <laughs> hell yes yeah okay <laughs> all right i love you thank you for this i love you too Devin. and i hope you guys listening i forgot this was a part this is an episode <laughs> and i hope you <laughs> i can't wait till we can do this shit in the same room yeah on live with like wine and joints and the whole thing that would be super cool there is a um a podcast that do that they go around the world and they do their show live do they really yeah it's called uh what is the name of them it's a it's a true crime one i have to send it to you i can't well, let me go to my spot yeah i don't i don't know i don't i i i, I i've had enough crime in my life i'm good no, 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 I'm just saying they do that, but their their thing is it's two girls who murder or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, she they they do live shows. They do live tours around the world and they actually have live shows. One day. One day. <laughs> well, listeners, I hope that you've learned something. Um, if in fact um your stance on Kanye West. And we always love for Devin. Look, if you if you stand by me, check me out on LamaBrownGirl.com. Stay Lifted says we'll be airing in November. If you love her, y'all can you all can just if you, if you oh, agree you with love the both of us. <laughs> I'm splitting the vote. <laughs> we it's Canadian all, politician time. It's always a pleasure to have uh, Devin on our show. Um, she is just a breath of fresh air. So thank you once again for being on our show. You're the only one that thinks that. Hey, I said it only takes one. So, <laughs> so until next time, everyone, don't forget to be your own pie and be kind to each other. Bye. Bye, y'all.